1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechefcom slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Of all of the big name potential head coaching candidates, which one is the best fit
0: at Auburn? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know. Um, with Bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
3: every day.
2: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate and we're celebrating it today with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. For, we're all hearing the same names, right? The, I guess there's a big five that's kind of formed, uh, if we want to call it that. And, of course, it's all unofficial, right? Like, we don't know. We're all just kind of guessing and kind of piecing rumors together here. But it seems like of the main big five of potential Auburn candidates to be Auburn's next head coach uh, over the next few weeks, I guess. Hugh Freeze, in no particular order, Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, Dan Lanning, Deion Sanders, and we'll put Dave Aranda in there. I've seen his name pop up on a lot of hot boards around the Auburn beat. As far as fit, I think we both agree that fit may be more important than resume. Mm -hmm. Of those five names, who kind of pops in your mind as saying, okay, yeah, I I could see him being a fit at Auburn.
3: In terms of the best fit, I think it has to be Lane Kiffin. And I think that's why Lane Kiffin is the premier guy on a lot of people's list right now because he's the guy who's done it as an SEC West head coach. Um, You know, I, to me, Lane Kiffin represents a lot of what Auburn wants in this hire. Not only is he a sitting SEC West head coach, not only has he been successful, not only does he have uh, the offensive chops, uh, his X's and O's. He's one of the best play callers in college football. Um, It's also the fact that I think Lane kind of embodies a lot of Auburn. Like, in terms of that attitude of the, you know, maybe irreverent, chaotic. Um, yeah. And I just think we'll see it this weekend. Old Miss plays Alabama, but like he's got this, he's got this really interesting relationship with, with, uh, uh, with Nick Saban where it's like, you know, he, he's crediting him with like turning his career around or resetting. But then there was the whole thing about him leaving and getting fired after the, you know, before the, you know, during the playoff. Uh, and like, I, Knowing Lane Kiffen and knowing how he ticks uh, from people that, that, that I know yeah. uh, cover almost like he's been sold out these last two weeks to trying to get trying to get Saban on saturday so and I think that attitude and that energy at a place like Auburn would just do wonders
2: The biggest thing uh, going against the fit of Lane Kiffen as Auburn's next head coach to me is like he's not a big raw raw guy he's not a big like I never, I I don't know how often he said roll tide when he was at Alabama. I've never heard him say hottie toddy at Ole Miss. I don't know if he's going to be like screaming War Eagle uh, at Tiger Talk. You know what I mean? And whether it's right or wrong, Auburn fans care a lot about that. Um, So that may be a strike against him. Or do you think all that doesn't matter?
3: I mean, it it, it may, it may like the attitude and the fit, like, especially if you contrast that with a guy like Cadillac, you know, the way Cadillac's (laughs) handling it right right now. Totally. I think I think that's why it's key. Like, if it is Lane or whoever it is, there's some guys on this staff right now. There's some guys who could also come in for Auburn that are Auburn people through and through, and that can help generate a lot of that uh, for you. But yeah, Lane Lane tweets pretty spicy and, and pretty uh, exuberantly. Uh, but yeah, I think he's kind of he's a lot more mild mannered in like a lot of media settings and stuff like that. Now he'll get fired up on the sidelines though. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll, no, he'll for go sure. after he'll go after folks.
2: And if you win, I don't think people will care, right? Oh, yeah. Like who cares if you say War Eagle if you're going, you know, ten and two in your first year or something like that. So Yeah, I don't we'll I don't
3: I don't see I don't see Nick Saban going doing that at Alabama and they're right. just fine. Yeah, they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay.
2: Yeah, as far as fit, um I really like the idea of Hugh Freeze. I, I haven't really seen his name tied to to a whole lot of, like, mutual conversation. It's right. clear that Hugh wants the job, right? There was that quote going around where it's like, you know, I can, I can do this for other places. You know, I can do this in the SEC. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to do what Auburn couldn't with Liberty's roster, I mean, that's just... He had to be thinking that, right? Like, he had to be thinking, okay, Auburn, come and get me. I, I think he wants the job. But I, I just haven't seen
3: that name as much as I really thought I would, for. And, and I don't know if he will, really. I'm just, I mean... I'm not ruling anything I'm, out at this point. I'm with you I back. also I also know that Auburn's AD was you know, new AD was at Mississippi State during a lot of that stuff with mm. with with Ole Miss and Good there point. was a lot of Mississippi State involved in there as well. So that's where I'm kind of like, eh, you know, not not really yeah. not really connecting a lot of those dots. But again, like I said, I'm not going to rule anything out. 100% I won't rule anything out. Um I do have questions about Kind of the you know how the fan base would react to who Freeze because of his past because but like we were just talking about with Lane Kiffin dudes won in the SEC West for at the same school I think Kiffin's done more uh, personally uh, yeah. but uh, you know for for a guy like Freeze I mean it does it does make sense why people are connecting him to the Auburn job I do find it interesting though is like no one else is really connecting him anywhere else at this point and maybe it's just because this is the only SEC job that's open but. Yeah, I mean, there were there were kiff there were I'm sorry there were freeze rumors uh, and and hype and talk two years ago, you know, right. uh, and it right. didn't really come to fruition. And I just, you know, especially with the changing of the guard at Auburn, I just don't know if it's going to happen. But again, like I said, I ain't ruling anything out. It's Auburn. It's a coach and search. Uh, but you know, he is a guy that if you're looking for experience in this league and success in this league, he has done that. Now, there's a whole lot of other stuff that comes with it, but sure. he has done that.
2: Yeah. Is there a dynamic in any of this where it's like, okay, well, we're hearing these five to seven names, right? And you could sprinkle a few more that are kind of going in and out, but it's like, normally it's somebody that we're not really talking about since the very beginning of the search. Do you yep. think that's almost something that you have to consider? It's like, well, we're not hearing freeze. Maybe it is freeze. Sure. Or, you know, we're, we're not hearing so-and-so and well, it, it maybe them, or we're hearing too much about Dion. So it's probably not Dion. Like, wh- what do you think about that?
3: I would count I would counter and say like the fact you are hearing freeze, the fact you're hearing Lane, the fact that you're hearing mm-hmm. uh you know, if some of these guys makes it think like uh, yeah, you can't you can't rule out the field. Uh John Cohen, when he went and got his two head coaches that he hired at Mississippi State, they were, you know, out of left field for 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 a lot of folks. Um, but they were, you know, they were they made sense. Uh I think he's going to talk to a lot of different guys, and I'm not going to rule out the fact that Auburn may be able to poach a head coach that no one's talking about right now. And I think that's where the Dan Lanning stuff kind of comes into play. I also think that's where Dave Miranda also comes into play, where it's like, okay, sure. these are guys who are awesome defense coordinators in this league. They have yes, gone so. elsewhere. Good recruiters, yeah. And, yeah, they've gone elsewhere and have done well early on as head coaches – you know, what is it going to take? I think it's a little different with a place like, well, I think both of those guys would be tough to pull off one because I don't know what the buyout is at Baylor because Baylor's a private school and they don't have to open that up to anybody. Um, and Oregon, you know, Dan Lanning just got there. Um, and, you know. Don't, it, you,
2: don't you get the sense of that money's not really as much of a question?
3: Oh, this I, yeah, I do I'm, agree. I do I mean, agree. It, it sounds like
2: they are about to just empty it all out. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to get this right. So
3: I, I don't know how much that even matters, Ferg. And then, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I think they are going. Money's not going to be an issue in this, but I do wonder, like, yeah. just I mean, like, what happens? <laughs> what happens if Dave Aranda has like just this obscene buyout, and then you're gonna have to do that on top of like that would be the thing where you're just kind of like, okay, especially if you're comparing it to like a Lane Kiffin or yeah. definitely like a like a, like a Hugh Freeze or some of these guys. Um, and then Dion, I, I just want to say because my lead question in my mailbag on Friday is uh, about Deion Sanders, and it's like. I wrote it as soon as you know Harson was fired, and like this was this was an option that people were talking about. Deion Sanders, to me, is the ultimate gamble for anybody. here like you know the dude's going to be able to recruit? Look what he's done at Jackson State. The resources of a big program to I be mean, one thing, but he is hasn't been a coach for a long time. Has been a college coach for only three years, all at the FCS level, and it, so it's like. Can he run a program of this, of this level? Can he do, does he have the X's and O's? Because what John Cohen said on, on Tuesday stood out to me where he was like, it starts with culture. It starts with X's and O's and starts with accruing. So basically it starts with everything. Um, But like, it's true though. Like if you're going to compete against the Kirby smarts and the Nick Sabans of of the world, you can't be a specialist. Like you can't just be good at one thing. You got to have some of it. And Deion could be that guy. Sure, But it's a, it's a lot bigger of a risk. And so I think when you talk about it in terms of fit, I would think Dion would be probably low on that list just because he hasn't done it yet. Now, somebody's going to take that gamble. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's Auburn. I doubt it's going to be Auburn. And it may work out. I think Deion's going to be successful. But I don't know if it necessarily needs to be, hey, you need to come up to a top 15 program in the country to see if it works. Especially, keep in mind, Auburn just is coming off of They went out and got a guy from a lower level with a great resume, and it turned out not to be a fit and turned out not to work out. I think that you have to keep that in mind, especially in in light of the fact that they just poached an SEC West coordinator to come make this hire. It's true. That's true.
2: All right, let's get Ferg's thoughts on Auburn versus Texas A&M and also his thoughts on Auburn basketball, what we've seen so far, what we may see tonight against USF. And also, we'll be joined by Auburn standout cornerback DJ James in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the best way to play daily fantasy or season-long fantasy football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, whatever it is, they have it, both in the college level and the pro ranks. It is a ton of of fun they've got different ways that you can play you can create slips where they list you know a stat and you predict if it's higher or lower you list a few of those and obviously the more you have the more you can make money they offer free uh free picks all the time it's a blast it's an absolute blast and personally my favorite is the drafting the daily drafting is a ton of fun so be sure to sign up with our promo code at underdogfantasy.com or their free app. I love their app. It's one of the best designed apps for fantasy sports that I've ever used. Uh, use promo code LOCKEDON and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100 get $100 free. Are you kidding me? Once again, underdogfantasy.com or the free Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code On. Get in on the college football playoff action today. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, our guest. Auburn beats Texas A&M and gives Caddy his first win as a head
3: coach if they do what? I think if Auburn's pass rush and run and rushing running game, the two things that stood out the most to me from the Mississippi State game, if they show up in that same level in their own building, I think Auburn's got a really good chance to win this game. The Texas A&M offensive line gives up more pressure than anybody in the league, including Auburn. Um, you know, they've got a really good running back. And, you know, I think, I think it's a situation where in Connor Whiteman, they've got a good quarterback, good young quarterback. It's going to be his they first. They really like him. It's going to be his first true road start. And we mm-hmm. have seen in the past some really good quarterbacks come into Jordan Hare in a night game with a crowd amped up with Derek Cole and Colby Wooden, guys like that chasing him down. You got to rattle him. You got to get after in that in that area. I do think there's some things for A&M that give you trouble. Much like a good running get, running back who can make big plays, you gotta, you got to step up in that aspect. And then on the flip side, teams that have been able com- to commit to running the ball against Texas A&M have been very successful, especially yeah. the last two weeks. A&M's been banged up. They're not as strong at the line of scrimmage as we thought they were going to be this season, and especially uh, as they were at the beginning of the year. Um, Auburn's had three games in a row where they've ran the ball well. Now, they're not playing a murderer's row of run defenses. Guess Ooh. what? This one's not a murderer's row. This This is not a good run defense either, so... And it, seemed like it, it seemed like it was. It seemed like it was at start the beginning the of the year, year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but, I think injuries have just really ravaged them. And they just, it's just, it's just not play. They're not playing really well right now. Um, so I think those are the two aspects of this game that you really, really like if you're Auburn. And, and some of the parts of the game where that could go wrong for you or might be you're at a disadvantage. The fact that you are playing at home and it's going to be such an emotionally charged game, I think it's going to give Auburn a, a, a pretty good boost. So, um, yeah, it's just, can you do the things you did well at Mississippi State last week? Do that. Avoid a slow start. You're going to have yeah. a real good chance of winning this game. Yeah, the
2: slow start thing is interesting. I think a lot of that has to do with Robbie. It takes him a few drives to get going, but once he gets going, it's like, man,
3: this could be a really good
2: quarterback. What do you want to see from Robbie specifically on Saturday?
3: I just, I mean, it's the, the short to medium range passes. Has got, have they, they've got to, got to be better. And, and Is that a touch it's, thing? Is that an accuracy <sighs> thing? Is he panic? What do you think that is? I think it's I think it's a just a pure accuracy thing, honestly. I mean, we yeah. saw him in fall camp; he just wasn't. We said it coming in. He's like he's the most dynamic of the quarterback options. Mm-hmm. He's a playmaker, but his accuracy, his arm, was the most inconsistent, and that and that that has shown up. He he can throw the deep ball, obviously. The his ability to run, and I think this staff, this interim staff, like actually running him more as a designed runner, is going to be huge for his game. Yeah. But we saw him against Arkansas a couple of weeks now. Arkansas's pass defense was dreadful, and A and M's is better than that but um we saw him play a really good game and we've sure. seen him play a couple of pretty good games at home maybe getting back in that environment less cowbells maybe it's not raining you know and the ball's not slick maybe that'll help out a little bit for him it's just that you know he misses a lot of I'm not going to call him layups and I'm not going to call them easy throws because playing quarterback's really really hard sure. um but like yeah there are some open guys that he misses and it's just way too inconsistent. If he just tightens up on some of the ones where you at least say, "Okay, that's not a tough throw. That's not a super difficult throw." Yeah. Um, you know, he does. He does. A, I think he does a lot with his legs and a lot, a lot with um, you know managing pressure that I think can really, really help him against an And M defense that last two weeks at home they have given up a ton um, to to South Carolina and Florida. Yeah.
2: You mentioned playing quarterback is tough. Playing quarterback behind this offensive line is even tougher. Makes things. Much more difficult. Brendan Coffey, we assume, will be the the right tackle with Troxel being done for the year. How do you think that'll impact things on Saturday?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing where like Coffee has experience at this point. Where so, um, and by the way, I, I had the stat wrong. They played Ole Miss, not South Carolina, two weeks ago. Um, You're good. I just had to correct myself there; otherwise, it was going to drive me crazy. Uh, I understand. No, uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, the thing with Brendan Coffee is he does have some experience. He's got some of that kind of uh you know run blocking ability that i think he'll be able to replace some of that it's just pass pro and it's like auburn's pass pro has just not been good uh a&m um still got dudes that are talented up front and like you know winning matchups and getting those opportunities um you know I, i think that's the thing with auburn's offensive line at this point they have had some consistency here the last few weeks running the ball pass pro is still just way too up and down um so I, I don't expect to see a ton of a difference cuz it's not like you're putting in somebody who's never done it before, right? Sure. I think I think it is, this line is what it is at this point and we'll see. I think it's just the key for coffee is just going to be A do your job and B um try to win as many of those one-on-ones as possible on, on the on the perimeter uh with with your pa- pass pro and um you know kind of keep it going, keep it moving for Auburn.
2: Yeah, DJ James coming up in just a moment. Ferg, what uh what stands out to you other than an effective shooting so far with the exhibition game and the, uh, the the opener earlier this week about this Auburn basketball
3: team. That defense is nasty. It's, it's awesome. I mean this is yeah. going to be a defense that, that has the potential to be really really good. Um, shooting comes and goes. Shooting can get hot. Shooting can get cold. Now I do think Auburn's got work to do to get to be in an average three point shooting team. Obviously, but that's that has the most variance usually at the beginning of the season. For a team to look that good on defense from game one with new pieces, man. I mean, like and, and George Mason was very efficient last season sure. as, as a team shooting the ball. They do play slow, but like they don't turn the ball over and they don't shoot as poorly as they as they did against Auburn. I mean, like, they're an older team, weren't they? Didn't I re I mean, Started I read five that seniors. You. Started five seniors. Okay. In, yeah, I probably game. read that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um you took out Josh Adoro, their best player pretty much out of the game plan early. Like that was that was huge for Auburn. Huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge for Auburn. I thought, you know even the guys who didn't shoot well, like you can see, Katie Johnson and Alan Flanagan, and some of those guys who didn't have great shoot, go watch those guys play defense in that game. They were they were taking them out. So the defense getting off to a great start. I think Auburn's going to have a lot of work to do to get their offensive bugs sorted, to get the shooting going. But the good thing is, is they get four games at home before they go to Cancun. They can work a lot of that out. And it's like yeah. de- that defense, extra opportunities for them because of their great defensive rebounding, and also on the flip side, their own good offensive rebounding, and forcing all those turnovers. A lot of one and done possessions. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't matter if you're not very efficient at at shooting if you're getting a lot more possessions than the other team. And that's what that defense got them, uh, you know, on Saturday or sorry, on Monday. And I think that's what they'll do on Friday. Right. USF does
2: not appear to be very good. They're not projected to be very good. Ken Palm does not like them. What are you expecting?
3: uh, What are you expecting Friday night? Well, a lot of people will remember last year when Auburn went to a Molly Arena uh, last season uh, against USF and Mm -hmm. Auburn won a rock fight. Um, Could be a rock fight again in this one if Auburn doesn't shoot well. But, uh, yeah, this USF team lost to a uh, Southeast Southeast Missouri State team on opening night that was projected to be in the 300s on Kempom. Not great. They shot very poorly. This was one of the worst shooting teams in college basketball last season. They had a couple new transfers that in game one didn't look like they made a ton of difference uh, shooting the ball for them. Um yeah, this is this is gonna be a step back in terms of you know quality, opponent quality from that George Mason game. Um it's just gonna be a matter of like I, I think Auburn, that defense against a very inefficient offense could get ugly. What what makes this game what's really gonna define this game is just how well Auburn shoots the ball. Uh South Florida is going to pack in their defense a lot. Um it's what they did last year. They're gonna they're gonna let the other team take a lot of open shots, uh or you know perimeter shots because you know they really sell out to trying to to defend the rim um it's just a matter if you hit them or not last year auburn got a lot of open shot opportunities against south florida didn't hit them at home can you do that if you can you might blow the doors off this team
2: yeah ferg how can people check out everything you got going
3: on bud yeah auburn a whole lot there mailbag out today uh preview podcast where we tackled a lot of these of these topics basketball coverage football coverage all throughout the weekend AuburnObserver.com, $60 a month or $60 a year. All the stuff we do, newsletters or podcasts, gets sent straight to your email inbox. And There's something pretty much every day or multiple somethings every day the way things are going right now here.
2: Yeah, it's a great read, worth every penny. Be sure to check that out, AuburnObserver.com. Our conversation with DJ James, Auburn cornerback, in just a moment. But look, you talk about DJ James, you think great defense. Well, the best defense out there. Uh, you need to defend your home, and the best defense to do that is with Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday Season. We use Simply Safe. We trust it with our home, and we strongly advise that you do that as well. My wife made the comment the other day. Her peace of mind uh, is outstanding right now, and a lot of that has to do with Simply Safe. Highly, highly recommended. it. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. It's the only one I have. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system. SimplySafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe
0: it's Kubota orange day shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors zero term mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30 get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors see the details at Kubota days.com your family your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on so find your local dealer today that's kabotaorangedays.com
2: Joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn cornerback DJ James. Man, how has this first year at Auburn been treating you so far?
4: Um, it's been great. Just taking in my new teammates, fans has been great. Um, just good energy all around. Um, great family vibe here. I love it.
2: It's interesting. I mean, you and uh, two other former Oregon players all kind of came over at the, at the same time. That's a little, um, it's a little cool uh, with you coming over with Jason and Robbie. What was your relationship like with them at Oregon, and what is it like with them now? Um,
4: we all had already had a relationship at Oregon. We all talked with each other at Oregon as well, but coming back here, we all then got closer being back at home with each other. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's it? what does that transition look like from Pac twelve to, to the SEC?
4: Um it's different. Um players bigger, um, stronger players, um, a little bit different game speed. Um I had to get adjusted to it, but it's fun. I, I love the SEC, it's a fun game, week in, week out.
2: Right. So your your role seems to be getting bigger and bigger as the season's gone on. I mean, it sounds like in in preseason practice, it was kind of Nehemiah and Jalen, and then you kind of rotating in and then your, your ascendance has been, been pretty crazy. I mean, it it appears you're the number one corner on this roster. Now, what, what does that look like from your point of view?
4: Um, We all, I feel like we all top dogs in our position. We all compete each and every day. Um, Shout out to my guys. They push me each and every day to get better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking on the role on um, just doing what I have to do for my teammates and for my coaches as well.
2: Sure. What's that like coming into a to a new situation, you know, transferring across the country um, to, to, to Auburn? And you, you kind of picked a, a team that already had a, a loaded position group at your position. You don't really see that a whole lot in the transfer portal. What what all has that been like, your journey to, to Auburn and now to, to being a starter in your first year here?
4: Um, it was great. Um, I just wanna I thank my coaches and my teammates. They pushed they pushed me each and every day to be in the position I am right now. And I just wanna thank them. Um Yeah, they just pushed me to be in the position I am now. And just leaving Oregon and coming here, it was a transition for me. Just being with a new environment, being with new teammates, new coaches. But they, they brought me in like family, and it's just been tight ever since.
2: Is the food better here? I've been told that the food is a lot better here than in Oregon. Is that true?
4: Yeah, that's true. In my opinion, that's true. But I'm from Alabama. so Yeah, sure.
2: Right. What is your favorite restaurant in town, you think, DJ? I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, for me, I got to go through Sackley's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are you a big chicken finger person? Yeah,
4: and Fusackley's, um originated. It's from Mobile. It's a yeah. mobile spot, so yeah, I got to go Fusackley.
2: Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Give me your top three chicken finger places. Fusackley's is one, sounds like. Who do you think's trailing them? Um, canes. Really? I don't, I don't think I've ever actually had their chicken before.
4: Really good chicken. I'm tenders. missing out. They got really okay. good chicken, tenders.
2: All right, g- give me another top tier chicken um, you got to go Chick-fil-A. Okay, that's safe. That's safe. I, yeah. respect
1: that. <laughs>
2: I respect that. All right, so it seems like you guys were a lot more aggressive against Mississippi State. Was that, a, was that a game plan thing as far as lining up closer to the line of scrimmage, or was that more of a just change in scheme and mentality with, with the coaching changes?
4: Um, we, just, we just played our game. Um, we went with the game plan. Our coaches had us do the whole week. And we just went in, halftime, we talked about it, and then we just came out after halftime and just did it. Listened to the coaches. Um, they made some changes, and we just went with it.
2: Do you feel more comfortable close to the line of scrimmage where you can kind of get a hand on an opposing receiver, rough them up a little bit, or do you like playing off ball a little?
4: Um, I like both. I'm a, I'm a guy perfect that— yeah. Perfect answer. Yeah, I love both. I love both. But at times, it's best to get on the line in it. Time, other times it's best to get off the line, but with our D line, I like to get, I like to get mostly up.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. As far as uh, prepping for Texas A&M this weekend, what stands out about their offense that you guys kind of put together a game plan?
4: Um, just overall skill wise, they got skilled players everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Good running back, good receivers. So you're gonna have the game plan good for them. But I know our coaches have us ready for them.
2: Sure. Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about on to victory. I mean, it sounds like they've done such a great job of partnering with Auburn athletes to really help their college experience be even better.
4: Oh, on to victory. Great. Um, yeah. Shout out to on to the victory. They make sure each and every one of their players are good to go. Um, yeah, I just want to give a major shout-out to On Victory.
2: 100%. If you're watching or listening, head to OnToVictory.com. They they're have they doing their rollout now where you can sign up and give at different levels to to help support Auburn athletes like DJ and others. DJ, I got a few listener questions. Are you, are you okay if I ask you a few? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the first person asked, why is DJ James so nice? What are your thoughts on that?
4: Um... Just my upbringing, um, both of my parents being with me, um, just guiding me along my, my journey. So, I just I'm blessed to have both parents in my life. So,
2: Yep, that was from uh Draco Bacon. Ask, we need to know what you think about the Oregon trade. There's a big thing, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's this big thing that happened uh, amongst the Auburn fan base where we all act like Auburn traded away Bo Nicks and got you, Robbie, and Jason in return. Do you think we won that trade? Um,
4: Was it a trade?
2: That's the thing? <laughs> no, we're, we're just all acting like it's a funny oh, thing. Um, I think it
4: was a win-win for both schools. I, I, I'm not going to necessarily yeah. say we won the trade or we lost the trade. I want to say both schools both got great athletes.
2: All right, Savis says, "If I was to buy DJ James's jersey, would he prefer his actual name or does he have a nickname?" Um,
4: DJ James. <laughs> that's. Do that's Do, do you
2: have a nickname? Do they call you anything?
4: No, just DJ.
2: Gotcha. Few Few people have asked about um comparing you to to Roger McCreary. Obviously, he, he got his first pick this past weekend. Congrats to him. I've seen um. That. Do you see any similarities between uh, between you and Roger?
4: Yeah, actually, um, I, w- I watch Roger film. That's who I that's who I watch since I came in. I like to like, I like to watch him when we play in a certain team. I like to see what he was doing. So that's a guy that I like to watch, and I still watch as he played last night as well.
2: DJ, I don't want you to think I'm weird, but I have a can of Roger's beans right, right. here. So I think it's important. For <laughs> You're like, what in the world? What did I sign up for? Um, no, nah, man, I, I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome. And several people asked about the transition from the Pac-12 to the SEC. So that's awesome. What is your, from your point of view, what has the difference been in kind of the team's preparation and the team's morale from, I guess, two weeks ago to to this past week with with Carnell taking over for for Coach Harson.
4: Um. Basically. We're basically mostly on the same schedule. With some changes um, that they felt like was better for us. Um, but for us preparation-wise, we're still doing the same prep as we were doing before. Um, some, probably a couple more like just mean as more as a team. Um, but other than that, we're still prepping the same
2: way. Sure, sure. Well, DJ, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we do this again soon. Best of luck to you this yeah. weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much to DJ James and Justin Ferguson for joining us today. We'll be back on Sunday morning. This has been Locked On Auburn. A hey, Prime
0: members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.